Your next promotion is just the beginning, and this podcast shows you how to get there. Welcome to episode number 178. Today's episode is all about me sharing with you my ever-evolving process to life, to entrepreneurship, and to giving corporate women the support to advance into higher level leadership positions. And ever since I started my company over five plus years ago, I have been evolving in how I communicate about this, my understanding about the work that I do, and more importantly, why it really matters in the world and to you personally. So this episode shares all of that with you, and I can't wait to dive in. Let's get started. Welcome to Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and I teach you how to get promoted, get paid, and bring your whole self to the leadership table. I am on a mission to change organizations from the C-suite out because women are the new face of leadership, and we are doing it on our terms. Hello, corporate badasses. Welcome to another episode of Women Changing Leadership. I'm your host, Stacey Mayer. Super excited, as always, to be here with you again this week. So before I get into today's episode, I wanted to announce a celebration, a promotion that happened that wasn't actually a promotion, but was 150% a promotion. And here's what that celebration is. One of the women who is inside of the leadership table, my one-on-one executive coaching program, recently sent me a message that she received a promotion. And this is a job at a new organization. And she is so excited about this new opportunity. She can't wait to see what happens next. But here's the kicker. It's actually... The, a title change. So it's one title down from her previous role. She's receiving a raise from her previous role. So even though it's one title down from her previous role, she is getting a higher salary at this new organization. And the impact that she's going to be making is far greater than the impact she was making at her previous organization and the relationships that she has already built at this previous at this new organization are even stronger than the ones she had built over time at her previous organization. So you see how this is actually a promotion. It's a huge promotion. It's so exciting. I am thrilled for her. I can't wait to see what she's able to create in this new role. And I wanted to use that as an example of the fact that things happen to us in all different forms. And so if you're listening to this podcast, you love the work that I do, you hear about my wins, and often I'm talking about that lateral promotion, right? That actual step up. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't really want that step up. What I really want is to make a bigger impact. What I really want is a little bit more cash in my pocket. What I really want is to be included in the management team meetings. Like whatever that promotion is for you, everything that I teach can help make that happen. And not only can it, I demand it, right? I am not in the position of getting people higher titles 
only so they can hate their life and hate their job, right? That is not at all what I am interested in. But I do want you to know that you have options and there are ways to create a better situation, either at your current organization or at another organization. There are ways for you to start to have that impact now. So that's what this podcast is all about. That's what I teach inside of Executive Ahead of Time. And like I said, if you've been listening and you're like, I'm ready, join us inside of Executive Ahead of Time. I'm not 100% sure if the discount offer that I'm offering will still be available when this podcast comes out, but you can check in with me. Basically, during the month of April, I was giving away over $30,000 worth of discounts to Executive Ahead of Time for one reason, because I'm writing my second book. And the other reason is because I want to give you zero excuses and what you're waiting for to join this program. So if you've been on the fence, definitely join, get on my email list at stacymayer.com slash email where I send out the discount codes or just shoot me a message, DM wherever you find me and let me know that you're interested in joining and I'll send you those codes because no excuses, ladies. (laughs) no excuses. This program will change your career, will change your life, will change everything for you. So I'd be happy to help you do that if you're ready. So today's episode is a little bit of a jumbled one for me to record. In fact, if this ends up being the recording that I actually keep, it's the third time I have recorded this episode and I keep going back and deleting them. My perfectionism is kicking in and I'm wanting to get it right. And I'm sharing all of that with you because I want to be transparent and that I'm understanding these concepts in real time and trying to figure out a way to share them with you that feels comprehensible and that you can take something away (laughs) from this episode. But yet I still feel like I have something really strong that I want to share with you and I'm just going to do it. And you'll hear in this podcast episode that what I'm talking about is not controversial. It's not hard. It's just happening to me in my real life. So I'm just not quite sure how to articulate it. So you know about assessments. I want to first talk about assessments because this is kind of grounding the conversation for me. Inside, ever since I started as an executive coach, and even when I did my coaching certification, they gave us all of these certifications in assessments, right? Well-beings assessments, Myers-Briggs personality assessments, strengths finder assessment. When I first started, I got <laughs> training Uh, out the wazoo in how to facilitate each and every one of these assessments. And they're all such incredible tools that when I started my coaching business, every client that works with me inside the leadership table, my one-on-one executive coaching program, they all get MBTI assessment, strengths finder assessment, and emotional intelligence assessments in day one. Even if they've already done these assessments before, I start out that way because it gives us such a great common language and framework for the coaching. Like I know the skills that they're born with, their strengths, and I also know their areas of improvement, their weaknesses, and what I can really support them on. It gives me very tangible, workable evidence of their challenges outside of the story of their challenges. And the story of their challenges is incredibly valid and incredibly important, but If you've ever used assessments for your teams, you know that having an assessment, the best thing about having an assessment 
is it neutralizes the conversation. It normalizes everything that is happening to your team. So let's say you have a dysfunctional team. We'll just go there, right? If you do a team's assessment, then you can begin to understand where the gaps are on your team and why perhaps they might not be, quote unquote, getting along or delivering the work that they're supposed to be doing if they're not that type of person naturally, right? And so when we can kind of normalize things, then we can really work with our emotions in a very different way. And sometimes I'll I'll do that just in my coaching naturally without an assessment, right? I give my clients a perspective, a point of view, a different way of looking at things so that they can start to see that they're not they're not the flaw, right? They're not the common denominator, right? There's other things that are happening. There are other people involved in this relationship. There are reasons that they feel uncomfortable. I'll just give you a quick example of extroversion, introversion. In the Myers-Briggs, they talk about, you know, an introvert has to recharge their energy, right? If And then it's not that an introvert can't learn to be outspoken or a public speaker. Many, 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 many of the coaches that I know are introverts. And so they can learn to put themselves out there. A lot of leaders that I meet are introverts. But if they don't recharge that energy, then they're going to be depleted. So Myers-Briggs teaches you that so that you can have awareness around that. And now you can make a different choice to what? Recharge your energy, not tell yourself, oh, I'll never be a public speaker. Oh, I'm no good at this. No, it's just because you're not recharging effectively. So it really neutralizes the situation that's happening for you and just says, "Eh, you know, that's, that's the game for you. Well, recently I did a birth chart reading (laughs) and now you can see why this podcast episode might be difficult for me to share. It's not that it's difficult for me to share because I don't want to tell you that I did a birth chart reading. It's difficult because I'm still understanding it myself. I'm still understanding this in real time. So in terms of the stars and astrology, Uh, you know, my knowledge is basically like I was born a Gemini and I know very detailed analysis of what a Gemini means. And I identify as a Gemini and I, I kind of like being a Gemini. I have no problem with it. And I can't tell you what any of the, I mean, I can tell you the names of the signs, but I can't tell you what any of the other signs means. If you tell me you're a Taurus, I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. So that's, that's where my knowledge begins and ends as far as the stars. And then I did this birth chart reading and the woman who did my reading is talking to me about something called Chiron. And I've never even heard of Chiron ever, ever, ever. And she said, in my birth chart, I was born with Chiron and Aries. Okay. I don't know what Aries is. I'm confused. I'm like, okay, well, tell me more. Well, now here's where it gets really interesting. And this is why I'm bringing it up to you is she said that Chiron in whatever star that your Chiron is in at your date of birth is your unhealable wound. And I was born based on my time and location of birth with Chiron in Aries. Now, let me explain for a minute what she means when she says unhealable wound. And again, very surface because I'm still understanding this myself. It is a trauma that you're born with that is not your fault, right? It's sort of like, 
you know, the, uh, I guess in, in biblical terms is kind of like the original sin, but really the original sin is universal in, in Chiron and Aries. It's very specific to a very specific situation, which I'll explain in a minute. But unhealable means that it's something, it's trauma before birth. It's not because of something your parents did to you. It's not even because of your generations of trauma. You know, you had a great, 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 great grandmother who was suppressed because of her voice and she wasn't able to speak up and, you know, all of those things that all the awful trauma. I mean, that's like one that's like minor trauma compared to some of the really awful trauma that so many people have experienced through generations. And so it's not even about that, right? That it's this thing that we feel based on our birth chart very, very deeply and emotionally, but it's not able to be healed. And then she went on to explain to me what my specific unhealable wound was. And the word that she used was agency. And... I was like, I got goosebumps. I, I, I didn't. I still, I still don't even really know what any of this means. I got goosebumps all the way up my arms, and I felt like I, a knowing, like a real felt sense of knowing. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, what are the other eleven? And I'm going to link to a podcast episode that I found later on that talks about the other eleven. And that way, you can, if you're interested in this, you can look yours up and you can figure out what your birth chart says and what your unhealable wound is. But basically, she explained it to me as the thing that you care very deeply about, the problem that you will never be able to solve because it's unhealable and the problem that is going to compel you and push you forward like for your lifetime, right? And for me, it's agency. And I went back and I listened to the other 12 or all 12 of them and I didn't connect with any of the other ones. Like, you know, I think one of them is like starvation or poverty, I think, right? And so some people the fact that there is poverty on earth is so painful. The fact that some people cannot eat is so painful. And for me, I care about that very deeply, but it's not like I don't get goosebumps and shivers and have tears pouring down my face. After she said this to me, I was literally like sobbing because it was so clear to me how much I care about agency. That agency to me matters above everything else. And yet, and yet I know that not all of us have agency, that not all of us have the ability to have agency. And that hurts, that hurts me so deeply. And I am motivated by it. (laughs) And now looking back, I created multiple companies based on agency. I'm not going to go into uh, my theater company that I created in New York, but it was called Manhattan Comedy Collective. And the whole purpose of it was so that we could all come together and perform because I was so tired of the cattle call lines and waiting for other people to approve us. So I created an underground theater called Manhattan Comedy Collective where we invited the agents to come to us, right? That's agency. We took it into our own hands and we created something. 
And when I think about the work that I do with getting you promoted and changing the leadership table and highlighting women who are changing leadership, it is 150% about agency. It is all about agency. Ownership is one of my top five values. It's always been at the top of my corporate values, at the top of my personal values. Ownership, agency, agency matters. And when we have agency, so many things are possible for us. And in the corporate world, we inherently do not have agency. As a coach, I had the option when I started my business, I could have worked with literally anybody. I could work with entrepreneurs and coach them. I could work with moms and coach them. I could, I mean, as an entrepreneur, we have so many choices. But I picked working with corporate women. Why? (laughs) Because inherently, we don't have agency in a corporate structure. It is set up to suppress us so that we don't have agency. This is the pain. This is the suffering that so many of you feel. If you feel like a corporate badass and you know you're a corporate badass, but yet you're still looking to your boss for approval, you're still asking for permission before you can schedule a meeting with your SVP or your skip level boss. Because you don't feel like you have agency. You're worried to death about getting laid off. And then when you do get laid off, you feel like you're in a pit of despair. Why? Because you're always dependent on another person. And for me, that's my unhealable wound. That is the deep trauma that I experience that drives everything that I do in my business is to show you the ways that you do have agency and get you to be able to reclaim that agency for yourself. So the reason why this podcast episode has been so difficult to record is because I think it's actually the most true to my heart, right? It's the most true to all of the work that I do and why I do it, right? Do I care about getting, (laughs) I'm crying, Do I care about getting more women in in the C-suite? Sure. Yeah, of course I do. Do I care about diversity numbers? Okay, fine. Do I care about women having agency? Women not feeling like somebody else, somebody who doesn't even deserve to have control over them? having control over them. So giving you agency, giving you that voice is literally everything, everything to me. I I don't care if we have more women at the leadership table without a voice. I am not interested in the numbers. I am interested in you having agency, you controlling your career. Uh, it's so important for me. It is literally the foundation of everything that I do. And so the beauty is, is that when I got this birth chart, everything became clear, 
Like, I was like, what are you talking about? This is like, I could have been born with anything. And I was born with this. I was, and it's why the work that I do feels like a gift. It's why the opportunities that I'm given in my life feel so clear, right? It's why it's so obvious to me that, of course, I would work in the corporate world and not work and coach entrepreneurs, right? I am working and coaching women who just quite simply, based on the corporate structure through no fault of their own, just the way that corporations are inherently set up, do not have agency. And I'm giving you that. I'm giving you agency. Um, I wanted to give you another spiritual analogy. So in Buddhism, there's the four noble truths. And the first noble truth is there is suffering. There is suffering. That's it. And when you know that you do not have agency and that so many women in the corporate world in particular do not have agency, that knowledge creates freedom. We can be paralyzed by the fact that there is suffering in the world, or we see it as the unhealable wound that it is, and we just sort of say, oh, now I have a choice. Now I can actually do something about it. It's not personal, right? It is the way that the society is set up. It is the way that the structure is set up. And now I have choices. So the way that I coach women to get their agency, to understand their agency, is to first know that they don't have agency, to first see that right? That they're waiting for their performance review, that they're asking their boss for permission, that they're not scheduling that meeting with their skip level because they feel like it's not allowed. And once we learn that, once we understand that we're acting out of this structure that tells us that we do not have agency, then we can decide if we want to create that agency for ourselves. We can actually move forward, right? I wrote promotions made easy. I titled it that because I wanted you to know that there is a way to get promoted, right? You don't have to wait and see. You can always be interviewing. You don't have to continuously fail ahead of time. Now, in the Four Noble Truths in Buddhism, the way the path to nirvana works is that first it starts with this awareness and understanding. And then we move into how do people alleviate suffering, right? Then in my work, we're moving into how do women get agency? And then we continue on that path into creating a process in Buddhism to alleviate suffering. And in my work, to create agency for yourself. You create that process. You create that path. You create those reminders. And then what do you get? Nirvana, right? Sometimes it's in the form of a promotion. Sometimes it's in the form of more money. Sometimes it's in the form of a voice. Sometimes it's in the form of, you know, not feeling like you have to work so hard and you can spend more time with your family, feeling present, feeling more alive. A lot of the women in my programs end up losing weight, right? Having other amazing situations happen in their life because now they're available to them, 
right? Because they have agency, they start to see the other areas of their life that they can have even more agency. (sighs) So today's episode needed to be shared with you and it needed to be shared with you in exactly this way. And I want to thank you for being on this journey with me and understanding. And if you believe in this agency mission as much as I do, even if it doesn't give you goosebumps, it doesn't pull you, but you just believe in the power of women finding their voice, really being able to use that voice, really understanding that agency is possible, then I invite you to share this podcast with others. I invite you to join us inside of Executive Ahead of Time, where I am helping you find that agency within yourself to create a life that is truly, truly belongs to you. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.